So I believe God blesses us. I believe God blesses those that hustle, those that use their mind, and those that overall are righteous. I believe that your karma, everything that you do bad comes back to you. So anything that I'm doing that's bad, I'm going to have to suffer for. But in my heart, I think what I'm doing is right. You know what I mean? So I feel like I'm going to heaven. You know what I mean? And I think heaven is just when you sleep, you sleep with a good conscience. You don't have nightmares. And hell is when you sleep, the last thing you see is all the fucked up things you did in your life. And you just see it over and over again. Because you don't burn. Because if, if that's the case, it's hell on earth. Because bullets burn. You know what I mean? It's people that got burned in fires. That means they went to hell already. You know what I mean? All that is here. So what, what else? What do you got there that we ain't seen here? What, you gonna walk around aimlessly, zombie? Nigga, that's here. You ain't been on the streets lately. You know what I mean? What, what heaven is And what is going on? Welcome back to another episode of America's Most Unwanted. You know, y'all already know the voice. I'm the host with the most Avenue Q. You know, happy Friday to everyone. Of course, we got Taylor in the building. What's going on, bro? Happy Friday, man. Happy Friday. How we doing? I'm doing good, man. How you enjoying your night tonight? I'm good. Good. Definitely. I'm good, man. Catching some, catching some, a couple uh, basketball games. You know, not nothing too crazy. The Sixers take the court. Uh, I mean, we got a lot to unpack, so I'm going to jump right into it, man. We're going to jump right into it, starting off with my Sixers. Uh, you know, Sixers returned last night against the Bulls uh, without Embiid and Ben Simmons. However, we did pull out a win, a great team win last night. Did you catch the game? I caught uh, most of the second half, yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, it was, it was a great team win, great team effort. Uh, notable standout performances from Tobias Harris with 24 points, three rebounds, four assists. Also, with the low-key, sneaky, great game, uh, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, great veteran, you know, great veteran presence. He he get a lot of flack up here, man. I mean, I think we the only ones that defend Dwight Howard up here. Uh, a lot of people don't think he a, he a Hall of Famer, but he had a sneaky good game last night with uh eighteen and twelve. Um, let's get into Doc Rivers after the game. Well, I don't know if it was the best because I don't rate them, but uh, definitely, definitely one of the big ones. You know, um, I think going into this game, heck, even at the All Star break, you know, listening to all the other guys, man, you guys are in trouble. Your first two, um, uh, well, we were not, and we played great. I thought our defense was good. You know, we had to guard the three point line better in the second half, which I thought we did. Didn't turn the ball over, uh, which I thought was huge. And you usually do when you have your two best offensive guys uh, out. So. We just did a lot of things good, and I thought we just played under control uh, throughout the game. One, one thing you said in pregame was, you know, you didn't want Tobias to feel like he had to do it all by himself. I mean, you look at the balance that you guys had. And yeah. Completes with that. Yeah, that was the key, right? and we talked about it before the game. We said, hey, we're going to play same. Um, we, we talked about an action we felt just from our scouts that – that we could do that to be successful, but we had to get into it. Our guys kept getting into it. Uh, they kept trusting the pass. Um, that was how you should play every night. Yeah, and as Doc on last night's game, um, sound like he has the, uh, and I hate calling the, the the bench players the other guys or the others. I think that that's so disrespectful, but it seemed like it was a great team when, you know, Doc motivates everyone on the team to step up and play their role. And that's what everybody has been doing, you know, Throughout the course of the season thus far, uh, we're getting into the second half of the season, so things are going to start getting pretty uh, intense, to say the least. Um, 
We also pulled out a victory tonight over the Washington Wizards, 127-101, with Joel Embiid returning to the starting lineup. However, he did exit the game early in the third, uh, I want to say early or mid-third quarter with a knee injury. Um, Don't know how that's looking. Uh, I actually didn't see. I actually wasn't able to catch tonight's game, so I, I didn't see how bad the injury was or how bad the play was. So they say he limped off the court. So hopefully that's not too bad. You know, he's going to get MRIs and things of that nature tomorrow, most likely. But at the time of the injury, he had 23 with th- 23 points with two blocks, three rebounds, seven assists. Um, Tobias Harris finished the game with 14 points, eight rebounds, three assists as well. Another great team win pretty much, you know. Guys played well all around the board. And, you know, currently we're still holding the number one spot in the Eastern Conference. For, so... That's great, man. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going. I'm not going to stick on sports too long tonight. It's a couple other things I want to get into. So let's start at the top of the top with you know something that we discussed last episode as far as you know Joe Biden approving the stimulus checks and, and providing aid to everyone in America. Uh, now it was reported that you know the stimulus checks will be sent out you know later in the month, but some people are seeing their money as early as today. Or they will be getting it over the th- over the course of the weekend. So you know, hurry to those people if you need it asap. You know, you will be getting your shit right away. <laughs> you will be getting your shit right away. So don't wait too long for the people that got it today. Don't party too hard tonight because I know that's what y'all doing. Y'all ain't waste. Y'all ain't spending it on what y'all supposed to be spending it on. I mean, hey, but it's your money though. Spend it on what you want to spend it on. But you know, it's the weekend. People gonna act shitty plum fool tonight. You know, <laughs> it's a nice night. Um. However, unfortunately, I do have some some a couple other things that I do want to get on, you know, as as the weather has been breaking, at least this week has been breaking. So yesterday we had, a, 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 I want to say, a, a pretty good day. Uh, it was a nice, you know, mid spring day. It felt like, uh, you know, here in the city of brotherly love. However, it was nothing brotherly or lovely about it, you know, other than the sun being out. Um, I mean, throughout the course well throughout the throughout the city you know the crime rate has been spiking ridiculously and um i've seen a few things that that really touched my heart so there are a few things that i do want to get into so let's start with a mother was taken into custody after police responded to a call at the 6300 block of marsden street in the city's taconi section where they were you know they were responding to a call of a two-year-old being unresponsive, being unconscious. And when they arrived, they, the two-year-old showed signs of trauma to her face and body. She was taken to St. Christopher's, or, you know, the two-year-old, I don't know if it was he or she, um, was taken to St. Christopher's where they was pronounced dead um, shortly thereafter. And I also it's also being reported that possible homicide charges are being sought towards the mother. Um, this is something that you know, I literally was just speaking on last episode about how a mother was killed right in front of her children, you know, and the unconditional love that those kids have to be filled with because they don't have a mother any, anymore, you know what I mean? Um, But this goes to show you that some parents, I don't know the whole story behind it, but clearly the police know more than, you know, the public would know. 
So if it's being reported that homicide charges are being sought, you know, against the mother, then clearly something had to happen or clearly she had some involvement in that two-year-old's death. Um, obviously, the, the police are not going to release names of the victims because they're a minor, you know, they're not going to release certain details because there's a minor involved. But <clears throat> this, this, this just goes to show the other side of how things can be for some people. And unfortunately, these kids don't have a choice or a say-so in who's their parent. You know, I think that is unfair for our life to not even really start yet to be taken away at the hands of the person who, who, who gave birth to you, you know, it's something hard to process, you know, but I mean, really, there's no buts. It's, it's just a fucked up, you know, fucked up thing to really even try to imagine at times that people can be so cruel, especially the children, or to anybody for that matter, to anything, you know, it just goes to show that, I mean, there's there's always been evil people throughout, you know, the course of history as far as like doing evil things to their kids and, and things of that nature. So this is nothing new. But you would think that in today's society and then and you know in today's generation things would things would be a little bit different. Things would be a little bit different. And um it just goes to show you that, you know, there's still evil people out here in this world. Obviously, it's evil people out here that's lurking every day. But to prey upon a child who can't defend themselves or, or you know, can't even speak for themselves for that matter. I think people like that are the scum of the earth, you know. And um, I mean, that's all I really got to say about that, man. That That's another thing that, that really I don't really have too much to say about because it's like it's like, damn, you know. So but speaking on another thing that I seen, you know, while I was doing my research, a 67 year old man was attacked in Center City, left with minor injuries, uh, you know, robbery, bunch of kids, bunch of dumbass. You know, ignorant little kids attacking a 67 year old man, another person who can't defend themselves against a group, let alone, you know, just a, 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 a fit 18 year old um, was attacked with bricks and sticks and things of that nature. And was still only left with minor injuries. Thank God, you know, that's somebody's grandfather, that's somebody's father. Uh, You know, only thing that was stolen from him was his iPhone. And um, that just that just really goes to show you how how far this shit has come. I can remember a time where walking through Center City, it wasn't even the last thing you thought about would would be to run into a situation like that. If you're from the Philadelphia area, you know you know how Center City is, and you know how it was growing up. You wouldn't even think to see no shit like that, or to you know have kids do shit like that. These kids today is just like, why y'all so angry? Like, why y'all so mad? It's because y'all got to be in the house. Y'all not at school no more, so y'all can't fuck with kids y'all own age. Y'all got to pick on old people. 
elderly people, should I say. I don't want to call them old. <laughs> but no, all jokes aside, though, man, like, I don't get it. Like, when I remember a time, I mean, it's never cool, but I remember a time where being from Philly, if you from one section of the other city, you would go pick on people your own size or bigger, you know, that's, that's, that's maybe from another section of the city. But I, I don't really recall people picking on elderly men and women, you know, carjackings and beating them and, and, you know, flash mobs as they call them, you know, against old people. Like, I don't really, that's coward shit. You know, I don't really, I don't really remember seeing shit like that growing up, you know. This new generation is just different, man. I I really don't get what y'all got so you know what y'all what y'all got so much anger and aggression for. Y'all not doing shit, but sitting in the house doing y'all schoolwork on y'all computer. I mean, it should be everything y'all want right now. Y'all don't gotta be in school in front of teachers' faces. You have to do the work, yeah, but you really don't have to do the work right then and there. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, I really don't get it. I really don't get it. But you know. Um, that speaks on another deeper topic that I'm going to get into eventually later on in the show. But I mean, I can speak on violence in Philadelphia all day. However, there 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 is one case other than the two year old that 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 really stood out to me because I, I it hit me because I just was talking about it again. You know, as far as like the report has come out about the crime rate against women and teens have skyrocketed in 2021. And 2021 just started. I I don't even have words for it, you know, but I do want to speak on the case of 15-year-old Antonio Walker, who was killed in Southwest Philly while, you know, walking back home after playing basketball with his cousin or visiting his cousin, should I say. Um, They were walking through an old neighborhood that their cousin lived in and, you know, shots rang out. And unfortunately, um, Antonio Walker was killed. He was a, you know, ninth grade track star at Friera High School. And, you know, from the reports, he had no ties to the streets, you know, a, you know, grade A student, grade A athlete, hit the books, hit the gym, didn't really partake in the nonsense that's going on in today's generation. When you hear things like that, you know, something senseless. A kid just going to see his cousin. He don't got nothing to do with nothing. The Philadelphia uh, the Philadelphia Police Department is labeling it as a random act of violence. Um, you know, obviously more details are going to come out about that. But I don't think that even if it is a, a senseless act of violence or some type of uh, initiation as most random crimes are. I don't think that you as the person committing the crime are actually looking at the other side of that. Because you're, you're creating a whole chain of problems, not just for the other side of, of, you know, the people, not just for the victim side, as far as his family and his friends and, you know, his loved ones. You're creating those very same problems for yourself, you know, for your mom, 
for your dad, for your for your loved ones. Let's hear from Fox Twenty Nine. They have you know Antoine's mother. Let's let's hear from Fox Twenty Nine on, on this whole thing. A local mom is trying to make sense of the nightmare she is now living. Her 15-year-old son, her baby, is gone because of senseless violence. Our Seanette Wilson reports. Police say in 2021, juvenile victims of gun violence are up 200% from last year. This mother I sat down with tonight tells me her son would have likely become an engineer. He was also looking forward to in-person learning at Freire High School. I've never understood why mothers who just lost their kid, I, I never understood how they can get on the news and talk about it. But my son deserves to be talked about. Sitting at home tonight, surrounded by family, Nidisha Williams holds tight a picture of her handsome 15-year-old son, Antonio Walker Jr. He died after being shot last night. My strength is in his story. A story she expected to have a happy ending. Honor roll student athlete, vegetarian. She says Antonio, an all-around athlete, was at his best, though, running track. His first year, he was picked for the Penn Relays. My kid was different. He wasn't in the streets. Philadelphia police said in a press conference today they have no reason to believe Antonio and the kid he was with while on Pentridge Street around 7 p.m. were targets. He played basketball. He was with his cousin. They decided to visit an old neighborhood that the cousin resided in. They said they heard gunshots, they started running, and apparently my son was hit. She lost her son, she says, after doing everything she could to keep him safe. But I fought to get us in a, in a neighborhood, in a situation where this can't happen to you. This can't happen. Even if I did let you go with your cousins, you're not from around here. Nidisha wants to see more murders solved. When you look at the news and you don't see any crimes being solved, then I mean, it, it to me, it brings a light bulb. Oh, they didn't catch them. They're not gonna catch me. But if they, oh. And that's hearing from a mother who's experiencing this shit firsthand. And that's just one. That's just one mother. You feel me? Excuse me. <clears throat> I mean, when does this shit really stop? You know, when do people really take a step back and really realize what's going on? Now, I'm not a heavily religious person, but when you see as much death has that's been going on in the world over the last couple of years, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's somewhere in the Bible that, that talks about, you know, the end coming and it, it being equated with a lot of death. If I'm wrong, you know, please, please correct me. But if that's not a sign of the end of times, then I don't, I don't know what, what you would call it. We in the midst of a pandemic. It's babies dying. It's, it's been babies dying, and that's the worst. That's the that's the worst part about it. But shit is getting even crazier now. So it's is is babies dying from all types of things. It's women dying from all types of things. You know, violence against women is is 
skyrocketing all across America, not just in Philadelphia, but all across America. Shit, it, it, it was at one point, you know, if you was from the Philadelphia area or if you was from the city of Philadelphia, especially in the urban part of the city, you would be glad to see it to 18. And for a while, it calmed down that, you know, that statistic had calmed down. But shit, amidst this pandemic, 2020 and, and up until now, it seems like that statistic is getting, you know, it's starting to starting to come back a little bit with the rate of teens that's been dying from gun violence or just violence in general. I mean, I think people need to wake the fuck up, man. You feel me? Um, shit, I I could go on and on. About the violence, this this shit ain't nothing new, unfortunately. But it's 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 every day you wake up is something different. You know, every every night you look on the news is something different. I turned on the news before, you know, I walked into the studio and you know I I see that a young woman was shot and killed sitting in her car. I don't know what the fuck to say no more about any of this shit. Like, for real. Because talking clearly ain't getting us nowhere. And when I say us, I mean us as a people, not just black people. Because it's violence. Motherfuckers is violent no matter what color you are. But unfortunately, the violence that's going on in our community is is mainly black-on-black crime and, you know, We got to do something about it. You know, we got to do something about it before we self-destruct because that's what's going to end up happening in every urban community across America, not just Philly, because we got a lot of listeners that, you know, from all over America. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at America's Most 215. We appreciate the continued support, the you know, the continued love. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your opinions on any topic that we have on the show. You know, constructive criticism is, is welcome. Corrections are welcome. We're not always right up here on the show. Ain't that right, Taylor? Yeah, so not everybody's perfect. Not everybody's perfect. You know, we get shit wrong sometimes. We have off days. But no, all jokes aside, man, but that that... You know, this whole thing brings me into one of my main topics that I wanted to get into today, and that was the never-ending cycle of depression, especially in urban cities in America. Now, don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's mental health everywhere. Everybody feels mental health. But it's, it's not looked at the same when it's coming from urban communities. 
from the outside and from the inside. You feel me? From the inside, from us living in this shit, it's just normal. The things that we go through, the things that we go through on a day to day basis, is normal to us. Not having money. In some cases, not being able to provide for your family, not being able to, you know, find your next meal for some people. Not being able to put a roof over your head. These things is normal to some people in our communities. Black, white, Latino, Asian. I mean, we all in this shit together. Your favorite Chinese store about to get ready to close because they can't keep, you know what I'm saying? They can't keep the lights on because it's a pandemic. They not they not generating money. Your favorite corner store about to get ready to close down because why? They can't get deliveries for the shit that they need in the store. Because orders is backed up because of COVID. You know, every all this shit ties in together. We we're more together than apart than people actually realize. And unfortunately, like I said, for us, it's just normal. When it's really not, though, when you look on when you look at it from a grand scheme of things. It's not normal to have to worry about where your next meal is going to come from or, you know, well, damn, I, I ain't eat today. So, I mean, it's cool, though. And I'm good. I'm My stomach growling, but. You know, fuck it. I could go another day or two. It ain't about nothing. I drink some water. Now it's 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 easy, you know. Poverty is a thing that's that's stricken Philadelphia for the you know for as long as I can remember, for as long as I've been born. But you can you can imagine me talking about you know these things with a homeless person. No, I'm not talking about just with homeless people. I'm talking about people that got everyday jobs, people that got you know they got a wife and kids. Unfortunately, I feel like. And um, this doesn't make it right what I'm about to say, unfortunately. Some people are homeless, you know, due to addiction or whatever the case may be. And they, they end up on the streets. And some and, and in some cases, they feel like that's the best place for them. Because it's easy access to everything. And as much as you try to help a person... Try to help them get out of their situation. You know, you you can only help a person that's willing to help themselves. So as far as the homelessness, I think that goes like kind of, that's like a 50-50 thing. People got to willing to admit that they need help and realize that they, that they need help and that they want to get help instead of, you know, expecting somebody to just, ain't nobody going to help you. Ain't nobody, I mean, motherfuckers are just going to walk by you on the streets. You know, in, in those cases. But I'm speaking on the cases that, you know, people got families to go, you know, to go to. You know, we just played the clip from the mom that just lost her son. 
she's never going she's always going to feel that hurt and you know what that triggers that triggers depression that triggers you know anxiety and you know and i'm not saying that she she is that type of person but in, in certain in some instances Dealing with that pain is not enough. So, you know, what you know what we do to escape our pain? We run to drugs, we run to alcohol. It's not treated the same. There ain't a lot of mental health clinics that we could, you know, have easy access to. A lot of people don't even have health insurance. as opposed to other neighborhoods and, and other counties. People got post-traumatic stress disorder. I mean, the shit, the shit really don't end. And it can be triggered at any given time. I mean, how do we fight it? How do we how do we change the narrative on depression in, in urban communities or mental health in urban communities? Because the shit that we that we go through and the shit that we deal with is not normal. As opposed to it being taught to us that it is normal. We come from the struggle, we come from the fight. We don't we not born to you know, to struggle. People born to live. You feel me? And and every and every definition of the word. It's okay to tell somebody, yo, I don't, I don't, I'm not feeling like myself today. And unfortunately, especially in in, in, in black people, we do this shit a lot. Oh no, I'm good. Somebody actually was wrong. No, I'm good. Nah, I'm good. Some, you know, a little something bothering, but it ain't about nothing. What's up, though? What's good with you? How was your day? We brush it off. We bottle it up, and that's why a lot of shit is going on, and you know, in in homes, in relationships, people bottle up too many emotions, especially in relationships. I feel like. I bet half of y'all right now, your girl, you you want to tell your girl something or you go to say something to your girl. She like, what? You're like, you know what, man, never mind. Never mind. I don't even feel like hearing it. Or vice versa. We as people, we got to stop shutting people out or not listening to people because you never know what's going on. You never know what's going on in somebody's life. A person really can wear a smile really, really good and, and, and deep down going through going through some traumatic shit. They smiling perfectly fine, you know. They was just with you yesterday. You know, next day or, or even next week. A person can commit suicide. 
they done overdosed on pills. They done, you know, self-inflicted gunshot wound. And unfortunately, people tend to find themselves saying, well, I was just with them. They didn't seem like anything was wrong. I didn't get that feeling from them. But how many people genuinely ask their friends, their their loved ones, is anything wrong? Is anything bothering you? And actually mean it, like and actually listen. How many people can say they actually do that? How many people can sit can sit here or DM us on Twitter or Instagram at America's Most 215 and sit down and actually say, you know, today I just listened versus being heard. It's easy to call your friend up or, you know, walk in the house and, and tell your significant other or you know tell your kids or you know whatever tell whoever how your day was and and what's bothering you and you know you can vent to them and they're fully listening you know they might really be listening to you but how many times can you say you sat down on the other end of that and say my friend had a problem where i asked my friend what was wrong today i asked my brother or sister what was wrong today i asked my mom or dad my grandma my grandpa what was wrong today? And I just listened. Now, don't get me wrong. Everybody lives, you know, their own life. We all got shit that we do, you know, day to day that, you know, sometimes we forget. Things might slip up. You might get caught up in the midst of the day. I mean, it's it's okay. We human. Shit happens, <laughs> like we said. But do you really care about that person as much as they care about you? Do they do you care about their feelings as much as they they care about your feelings? This is why things are missed. Especially when it comes to mental health, because it's not a lot of people listening. You know, speaking of people not listening and people trying to get help. And this is this is a bad I mean, this is a, a good, bad example. What I'm about to say right now, I was actually watching a. um. A uh, like mini documentary about a guy by a guy by the name of um James Huberty or James Huberty, however you want to pronounce his name. And um at the end of his life, he was a person who decided to, you know, take a bunch of innocent lives in a McDonald's one day. And, you know, tragically take his own life. However, leading up to those events, he felt like he wasn't himself. He felt like he wasn't normal. So, you know what he did? He decided to call one of those, you know, 
um, what do you want to call them? Hotlines for people that needs, you know, some type of assistance as far as like a mental breakdown or some type of mental health issue. And uh, unfortunately, the the person on the other end of the phone, because he didn't sound like he was in dire need because he was calm, she didn't mark him down as someone who needed immediately, immediate, you know, attention. She she marked him down as a person that was, you know, in a non-life-threatening crisis. Not only that, she wrote his name down wrong. Within 24 to 48 hours, innocent lives were lost. From a situation that could have been avoided. I don't I don't think people believe this saying rings true, but there's always a calm before the storm. Always. You piss somebody off and you or or you making fun of somebody and you have everybody else laughing, but that one person is not laughing. Okay. Even if you don't do nothing life threatening to you, or he or she, if they just whip your ass, you you know it's a calm cut. You know something's coming. <laughs> you know something coming. You just you and your girl just had an argument, but for some reason she's unbelievably calm. You know you done fucked up somewhere. Fellas, y'all know what I'm talking about. Ladies, y'all know what I'm talking about too. But seriously though, man, I mean, that just goes to show you the level of of how listening can really change something. Can How listening can really change some people's lives. And as far as the urban community goes, we have to stop finding ways to mask our pain or to further our pain. Because that's all we, when we turn to drugs and we turn to alcohol and we turn to toxic things in general, that's all we're doing. We're engulfing ourselves deeper in the pain to a point where it's like you lose yourself and you start to think like, can I even get out of it at this point? It's never too late. It's never too late and it's never wrong to get help it's never wrong to get help it's never it's never a problem for you to seek help if you think something is wrong with you mentally because there's other people who's feeling the same exact thing you are whether if it's you know 
boyfriend girlfriend problems husband wife problems you know you you can't put food on the table whatever you stressing about you just lost your job you done put all your money into the stock market and it just crashed whatever it is You know, people tend to think that saying how you really feel, people are like shy to do that. They're they shy away from telling their true feelings because it sounds weird or it don't, or, you know, somebody probably laugh at me or some shit like that. But nah, it's, I've had conversations with like friends of mine, they say shit and I'd be like, nah, that's like. Not that's not that far off. Like I get what you're saying. Like you don't sound weird saying that. Like I get what you're saying. And he's like, really? Like I thought I was the only one who ever thought like that. Like no, it's other people who think like that. It's just, are you brave enough to say it out loud, or are you? Do you have the courage, you know, to speak about it? And speaking, sometimes just talking is is therapeutic. For some people, it's. Either talking to somebody or talking to anybody who can relate to anything that they're going through is like a weight lifted off of your shoulders. And um, you know you're not alone. Because for most for the most part, people that that's depressed or they they're going through something, they feel alone. They feel alone. They hate being alone. Those are, are, are two of the uh, two of the two of the mo- two of the main things that people who go through mental health issue- issues, two of the main things that they have problems with, are being alone and sleeping. You hate being alone because. Your thoughts are overtaking you, you know. Your thoughts are getting to you at this point. Your thoughts are getting to you, so you don't want to sit and fester in your thoughts. So, you know, being around somebody, uh, uh, take that off of your mind. But then when that person, when when that person or whoever you hang around is not around, you by yourself. And most of that time is at night. So now you not only are you up, you know, thinking about whatever is on your mind, now you can't sleep. So now you spend even more time being up and then, in most cases, what do you do? You turn to drugs, you turn to alcohol, and that's not just in black communities. It's not just in urban communities. I just hope that there's a, a more of a remedy for those of us who are, you know, hurting. You know, uh, they say a mind is a very fragile thing. You know, it, anything can can make it falter. The same with a person's heart. You know, one 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 traumatic experience and a person is, is you know, and a person is heartbroken. It, it changes everything. 
or the one time your your world is 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 flipped upside down if it, 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 it immediately changes how you thought about life or how you seen life or how your perspective was on life i've seen like college students like have like traumatic experiences like strong people smart people and they they go through a traumatic experience and they 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 try to come out but they not really the same no more you know whether it's because they let the the mental issues get to them it's it's hard to tell with shit like that you know i just feel i just feel like i i really hope that there's a remedy for the depression and, and and things that we deal with as far as mental health in urban communities because it's not really i mean now it's definitely something that's being talked about in in the media and and things of that nature but it's not really talked about excuse me it's not really talked about how it should be in urban communities yeah we know it's a drug problem problem we know it's an opioid problem but why is that? Why are there more people on drugs than than ever before? <clears throat> now, before I get out of here, I, there is another thing that I, I I wanted to get on, and that's 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 I'm 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 a, I'm a speak freely on this one so tell her i had a i had a, a debate with someone the other day about the word mistake mistake so i told you know them that i i believe that there's a misconception of the word mistake in today's standards versus the actual act of making a mistake now I'm I'm gonna break that down to you, and I'm I'm gonna say why I feel like there's a misconception of the word mistake. So we equate people with, you know, when people do things. Let's let's talk about you know, for example, the Myers Leonard situation. Now, if you if you didn't hear about the Myers Leonard situation, he's a player. He's a, a power forward. Power forward for the Miami Heat. You know, he was live streaming. Um. You know him playing Call of Duty, and while he was playing Call of Duty, he screamed a, a anti-Semitic slur. For pe- for those of us who don't know what anti-Semitic mean or don't know what the slur was, he screamed out, you know, uh, you know, not to offend anybody, so I'm going to repeat it. He screamed out "kike." Now, for a person that's unfamiliar, or for a person that's outside of the Jewish community, I feel like I can't really speak on it because I'm not the one who's offended, but hearing it you know and, and reading about it and and reading what it really means is, is pretty much like somebody calling you the n-word it's like somebody calling you a nigger on the street you feel me a white person or you know anybody calling you a nigger in an offensive way in an offensive way because clearly everybody says nigger and it's not the same <laughs> so we we gotta break that misconception too you know, however, you know, uh, his reaction was caught on camera 
and people, you know, rushed to Twitter and rushed to Instagram and immediately said, you know, oh, well, he realized he fucked up. He realized he made a mistake. And I, I don't really think that he really made a mistake, though. I mean, I, I think that he fucked up by saying it. I don't think he really knew what he was saying. But I don't think he made a mistake. And here's why I don't think he made a mistake, because had he not gotten, well, he got a call, obviously, during the, during the stream, he got a call from somebody, and he picked up the phone, and he realized, like, them telling him, like, yo, yeah, you, you shouldn't have said that you fucked up, so I think you need to get off <laughs> off of Twitch and, you know, go ahead and put the controller down, whatever the case may be. So, at the same time, it would have kept going on if he didn't get that phone call. It, it would have just been a normal day. You feel me? Like, it's, it would have just been a normal day. So until he realized he fucked up and it might affect his money and it might affect the team that he played for, then it was a mistake. Versus you saying, I fucked up, you know, or whatever the case may be, I fucked up and I own up to it. I'll take full responsibility for my actions. Um, You know, I didn't understand the full meaning of the word. I just knew that it it, it was equated to a Jewish person and I will never say it again. You know, his first thing was, you know, I'm cheap. I'm truly sorry for the mistake that I've made or whatever the case may be, blah, 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 blah. My thing is like, stop equating everything with the word mistake. People get caught being racist. Oh, it was a mistake. No, it wasn't. It's only a mistake because you got caught. Now, that's the misconception of the word mistake. Now, here's the actual action of making a mistake. You carrying eggs up a step and you trip, you, you miss one of the steps and you trip and fall and drop the eggs. Oops. That's a mistake. I mean, I, I can go on and on about the list of mistakes, but y'all get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying, right, Taylor? I think with them, it's more out of ignorance. Out of ignorance. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. About him not knowing, you know, I think he just knew that it equated to a Jewish person. I don't think he actually knew how offensive it was to a Jewish person. Yeah, at the same time, that's like a deep cut of a slur. You right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you kind of have to know about slurs that's, to know Yeah, that. that's what I'm saying. I don't really, I, I'm not Jewish and I, I can't really speak on it, but I do know the degree of how you know how derogatory it is yeah you know what i mean so i'm not i'm not you know taking away from anything that he did i'm not taking away from anything that yeah. he said but i'm just saying that that points to the 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 word mistake versus the actual action you know you you said it was a mistake but it wasn't a mistake when you was committing that action and then it didn't it didn't become a mistake until after the fact you know what I mean? Even, even, I'm trying to think of a better, let me think of a better example. I mean, I feel like that was a great example, but let me think of a better example that people can relate to. Hmm. I can't really think right now, but y'all get the fucking point of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what's, what, what's your whole take on, 
I mean, not even just when celebrities get caught doing shit. Like I said, people get caught, you know, saying racist shit on tapes. They get secretly recorded. People get caught on camera doing shit. And then they got to come out and apologize for it. Oh, it was a mistake. I wasn't in the right state of mind. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. However, if this footage or if this recording never came out, would you be sitting here apologizing for anything that you said? Why? No. You know why? Because it wasn't a mistake. You just got caught saying it. So now it's affecting money. It's affecting sponsorships. And I'm, and I'm speaking directly to people in the media because people in the, I mean, not people in the media, but entertainers and, and people that's famous because they create the misconception of the word mistake versus the actual action. An argument that I was having, um, a per, you know, one of the people was like, well, they already apologized for it, so how can you, you know, blame people for, you know, what they did in the past, if it's the past. If they already apologized for it, you know, you should just let them go. You shouldn't hold it on to them. Yeah, that's true. You shouldn't hold on to the past, but my thing was never holding on to the past. My thing is people coming to terms with what they do versus labeling it with a mistake. You know, versus labeling it a mistake. You know, be be woman enough, be man enough to accept your responsibilities. You did it. It wasn't a mistake when you was doing it. Own up to it. Because now you have a, 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 a flock of, no matter who you are, you have a flock of young kids or you have a flock of a younger generation. And they see, you know, your actions. We creatures of habit. So if they follow in the habit of you, they follow you and all they see is you, you know, Make this make bad decision after bad decision and cover it up by saying it was a mistake. What do you think they're gonna do? People gotta understand, especially, you know, these famous people, how influential they really are, especially over the masses of people who there 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 are a ton of people who don't think for themselves. So those people who don't think for themselves, they turn, you know, and look to entertainers and and famous people, quote unquote, for guidance. And the guidance that you're giving them is just, you know, pretty much the I would say the advice that you're giving them, you know, long story short is, you know, just make excuses, make excuses for yourself, make excuses for everything that you do. Because there are people who make genuine mistakes and they try to change it. They try to, you know, correct their the error of their ways. But for the people who make bad decision after bad decision after bad decision, for the people who really do make a mistake, we get the slack for it. We we you know we still get slack for it, you know, motherfuckers doing dumb shit and continuing to do dumb shit and they you know label it a mistake after time after time instead of just accepting that you know you are a creature of habit. This is what you do. This is who you are. Now, I'm not to say I'm not saying that people don't change, but you know, after the first time, it's, it's not a mistake no more. So I think that people really need to pay attention to certain shit, or really need to look at the grand scheme of things when you know certain shit is is brung up, or certain things are said, or certain things are done. It's, it's, it's deeper meaning behind everything, you know. 
but Taylor, let me get your t- let me get your take on it because I I ain't mean to cut you off. I just kind of went on about it because you know it was something that was bothering me. Yeah, that well, bothered me a lot. Uh, to be like specific with a uh, Leonard's case, mm-hmm. um, I think the best way to go about it is, you know, if the thing that you do is out of ignorance, you have to educate them. Right, and then. I think after you get educated, you should become an advocate for anti whatever act, you know, mm-hmm. you're in the spotlight for. That's the only really way to fix it and like actually make like a change of it, like firing somebody or getting all their sponsors out of their pockets. You know, that's not really going to give them actual lesson. That's just going to, you know, right. make them dwell on like what they just did and not really comprehend like what it meant. That's true. That's true. I believe that that's true. Um, I don't think that, you know, just snatching away, especially in, in the Myers Leonard case. I yeah, don't, whatever celebrity realm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Whatever celebrity realm. But I, I believe like his case is different because he, he like you didn't get a sense of like hate coming from whatever you know the word that he said it wasn't i mean that don't make it right that don't yeah. make it right for anybody that's listening if you're jewish yeah. i'm not saying that what he said is right but i am saying like you could tell like he was saying it from a place of like him hearing the word somewhere and he thought it was a cool word and he just decided to say it again that's how i felt you yeah. know looking at it but like i said i'm not jewish so i can't really speak on being offended you know if the now if some and if he was on there saying yeah you stop shooting at me you bitch ass nigga and i'm like well i'm like oh what the fuck what, you know what i'm saying like then it would be a different case but me not being jewish i feel like um it's like kind of downplayed a little bit because i honestly don't even i'm trying to educate myself on the word you know what i mean i know it's a derogatory word i know it has deep meaning behind it, but even still, I don't know the full extent of how deep it is, you know, especially to a Jewish person. So, you know, you want to educate yourselves instead of being foolish or instead of being ignorant on the things that offend other people, because the thing that black people do is, or we as black people that we do is we say offensive shit, but when somebody say something offensive to us is we up in arms. I feel like we do that a lot or people in general, but mainly black people. I feel like we do that. Like some, we'll say something to somebody, but then as soon as somebody says something back to us, like we, you know, up in arms. And I feel like that has to stop too, because we say certain shit without knowing the meaning behind it or, or without thinking that we saying something and it really offending somebody else. Not even just the culture thing, just, you know, things in general. But as far as like, like I said, the Myers Leonard thing, he definitely needs to be educated. Um, I like what Julian Edelman came out and said to him. I believe he did the same thing, you know, with uh, with Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. yeah, with Deshaun Jackson. That wasn't good either. <laughs> that definitely wasn't good. Definitely wasn't good. Definitely wasn't good. Um, yeah, man, I, I think that people really need to look and know what they're saying before they say it out their mouth, you know? Because it's, it's, it's not okay to offend people, you know, in all aspects. Not just, I mean, when you look at black people, 
we are oppressed people, but when you look at Jewish people, they are the same thing as we are. Yeah, not to say that people, you know, showcase their prejudice, but I feel like the Jewish pre like any Jewish prejudice is definitely more kept down than oh, others, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, kind of because, you know, they always say like, oh, they get to control everything. So yeah, it's kind of that's like true. That's true. That's true. I see fear, that. Fear I can power see that. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it. I think it's more of a prominent thing than most people think. I, I can't, I, I can't really deny or confirm that because I'm not. I don't really hang around, you know, too many Jewish yeah. people. I don't really see too many. I mean, Jewish I've, people. I've, I've heard Jewish people speak of, you know, feeling threatened. Really? And well, other, I mean, like, we've seen. I'm about to say we've yeah. seen like. People do random shit to Jewish people, you know, unnecessarily, you know, uh, yeah. synagogues are bombed and things of that nature. Exactly, like that. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. For sure. So, OK, so I get what you're coming from. So for sure. Definitely. But that's that, that goes to what I'm saying as far as, you know, Jewish people being oppressed people and, and how, you know, everything that they had to deal with over there and everything that black people had to deal with over there. We should be more. Um, I believe I'm uh, cognizant. Yeah of the things that we say to each other whether if you're you know you, whether if you're a white american that's not jewish you're a black american whatever the case may be people that, that that's been through traumatic things like that just like jewish people and, and black people i think that they should be the ones who really have a grasp of the things that you know go on in our communities you get what i'm saying like yeah. i feel like shit like that should be the first like instead of like julian edelman i don't i don't even know if julian edelman is jewish but i feel like a he jewish is. Yeah. he is okay yeah. well see now, now that i didn't know i thought he was just you know just coming out trying to educate guys or whatever the case may be on certain things but him being jewish that that goes to what i was about to say then i feel like a jewish person themselves should take him to the side and really educate him on you know what he's saying i feel like this the same thing like you know i, I thought with Deshaun jackson like if you got something to say about those people you, sh you should really be pulled to the side by one of them and you know be immersed in their culture and in their history so you know the struggles that we ha that they have to deal with and i think the same thing should happen with you know all races in all cultures, when people say, you know, those type of things or people say derogatory things to people. I've been seeing, you know, reports about, you know, the racism against Asian Americans as well. Let me just touch on that real quick. Uh, and at first I was kind of like, I'm not going to lie. When I first seen it, I was kind of like, eh, it's kind of like the pot calling the kettle black. I feel like, especially in urban communities, because when you see certain shit, it's like, or when you, when you around certain people, I feel like they, they treat us a certain way, kind of. But at the same time, I feel like we treat them a certain kind of way too. Asian Americans, I mean, when I say them, I mean Asian Americans. And we offend them without even knowing we offend them on a day-to-day -day basis.
Now we might not even know. Now I don't know if you if you've ever been in in, in in your neighborhood Chinese store, but you know, black people have a tendency, especially in you know Philly, Jersey, Delaware. We we walk in Chinese stores and we're like yo China or yo Ching yo you know they don't like that. Yeah, that's very disrespectful. <laughs> like and I did not know that for the longest time yeah. until I got older. Like that's highly disrespectful. So I don't even do it no more. Like I just yo what's your name? I you know I my Chinese stores I know they they name you know I know they name. But that's that goes to us talking about the ignorance thing. You get what I'm saying? Because yeah. people do that on a day to day basis, and they don't know. Like some some of them will answer, like some of them are cool with it, but then for the for the vast majority of them, like they don't like that. And that's something minuscule to the whole you know Myers Leonard thing. But still, you know, it, it speaks on the ignorance of things that people say against other people, and they don't know that it's something that's derogatory to them. Eastern Asians, by that I mean Indian people. Right. Yeah. They get it bad. They get it bad they've, too. They've had it bad since nine eleven. Yeah, they get it bad. Muslims, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So I think that we all need to be educated, you know, in all aspects of, of cultures. You know, especially when, when certain cultures are so close. You know, Philly is, 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 is a big Jewish it's a big Jewish community in Philly. However, I'm not, you know, always around or I'm not always cognizant of its, you know, their movements. But, you know, we celebrate Yom Kippur up here. They they take days off in school for that. If somebody could educate me on that holiday, I would greatly appreciate it, too, because I've always grown up knowing we had that day off and I never knew what Yom Kippur was. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us. On Instagram at America's Most Two and Five, let us know your thoughts on anything that we talked about today. Um, like I said, man, nobody is perfect. We're not judging people based off of you know mistakes made. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Off of mistakes made. But when it's when it's a habit, when it's when it's more than one instance, is no longer a mistake. And we just have to accept that. We appreciate y'all listening tonight, by the way, man. Good to be back in the studio for another, you know, episode. Back in the building with my folks. It's, it's pretty good, man. Um, so if you've been listening to the show, we appreciate it. You know, keep listening to the show. Keep showing love. Keep showing support. Um, I also want to drop like a little quick bomb. We're going to have some merch coming out soon too, real soon. We're going to have some merch coming out, so stay tuned for that. You know, like I said, you get more info on our Twitter, on our Instagram. I can't scream it enough. Follow us at America's Most 215 on both social medias. And uh, we're out of here, man. Have a good Friday. Have a good weekend. Taylor, have a good night, my guy. You too. Good talk. Good talk, man. And we will see you next episode. And like that, we out.